0: Nothing quite gets audiences talking like an awesome death scene. But the tricky nature of filmmaking often means that a planned death scene doesn't get shot or released in quite the way that the filmmakers originally intended. Whatever the cause, these 10 movie deaths were all supposed to be much more violent, inventive, clever, and maybe even funny. I am Marcus Bronzy. This is what culture and here are 10 movie deaths that were supposed to be way better. Number 10, Kim Jong Un in The Interview. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's no-holds-barred political satire, The Interview, concludes in the suitably over-the-top fashion as Kim Jong-un, played by Randall Park, is killed when his helicopter is shot with a tank shell by Dave Skylark, who's played by James Franco. It's a shocking, brutal and perversely funny death scene set to a tender cover of Katy Perry's Firework, and it was actually supposed to be far more graphic. The infamous Sony Pictures hack ahead of the movie's release revealed that Rogen and Goldberg faced a battle from Sony bosses' due to the nature of the climactic death, with them insisting that a clear shot of Jong-un's head exploding must be altered before release. Seeing no end to the fire otherwise, the directors agreed to obscure the head with some flames, while also removing some fire from his hair and darkening the faint visible blood to make it seem less realistic. Sadly, the original scene has never been released to the public, but it sure sounds like a more provocative one than we ended up with. Number 9. Captain Phasma Star Wars The Last Jedi One of the biggest disappointments of the Star Wars sequel trilogy was the treatment of Gwendolyn Christie's Captain Phasma, who despite being hyped up as a major antagonist, turned out to be an underwhelming minimal foil for John Boyega's Finn. Phasma was killed off in The Last Jedi, where after being bested by Finn, she sits around on a platform like a chump before falling to her fiery demise. It was a death so flat and unconvincing that many fans actually expected Phasma to return for the rise of Skywalker, but alas, that never came to pass. However, Ryan Johnson did shoot an alternate version of Phasma's demise which was infinitely more satisfying. After Finn smashes a hole in Phasma's helmet, he finds himself cornered by her and four stormtroopers. At this point, he mentions to the stormtroopers that Phasma under duress deactivated the Starkiller's base shields in The Force Awakens. To cover this up, Phasma promptly shoots the four stormtroopers dead, but Finn deactivates her phaser before she can turn it on him. In the end, Phasma moves to attack Vince once more, but he lets off a massive blaster shot which chucks her across the room to her fiery demise. In addition to giving Phasma a more hardcore death, it also lent her some added character development before she bit the big one. Number 8. Corvus Glaive Avengers Infinity War Played by Michael Shaw, Corvus Glaive was a member of Thanos' Black Order. In Avengers Infinity War's cinematic Wakanda battle, he gets the upper hand on Steve Rogers played by Chris Evans, very nearly killing him. However, Vision makes a trusty save by stabbing Glaive through the chest with his own bladed weapon, killing him. At least until he reappears as part of Thanos' 2014 army in Avengers Endgame. But the MCU's epic Infinity Saga box included an alternate and way more badass death scene for Glaive, who, in an earlier version of the scene, appears to end up fighting Vision in New York. As Glaive attempts to take the Mind Stone from Vision's head, Vision manages to phase through him, reach his hands into Glaive's chest, unfaze, and rip out his heart. Metal as heck. But probably a tad too brutal for what should be a family friendly superhero movie. Number 7 Jenny and Marnie Scream 4. Scream 4's deliciously meta-opening sequence concludes with the deaths of the Woodsboro students Jenny Randall played by Amy Teagarden and Marnie Cooper played by Britt Robertson at the hands of Ghostface. In the theatrical version of the scene, while Jenny is being antagonised by Ghostface on the phone, Marnie's corpse is thrown through a patio window. Following a merry old chase, Ghostface uses the garage door to stop Jenny escaping, in an homage to Tatum's death from the first film, before fatally stabbing her. It's a fine enough scene, but the original iteration is so much better in this version. The protagonist's role is effectively switched with Jenny being brutally stabbed to death in front of Marnie, who initially believes it to be a prank. Marnie is then captured and then stabbed to death herself, leading into the opening titles. An additional deleted scene makes it even nastier by showing Dewey, played by David Arquette, attending the crime scene where Jenny has been tied to a chair and Marnie hung from a ceiling fan. By comparison, Marnie dying off screen and Jenny being foaled by a garage door seems rather lame. Number six, Parker, Alien. In many ways, the brilliance of Ridley Scott's Alien is its minimalism, particularly as it pertains to the central kills, which are often horrifying in their ambiguity. This is particularly true of Veronica Cartwright's Lambert, whose death was originally filmed to be far more elaborate with revealing shots of the Xenomorph attacking her, but which were ultimately cut down to be more vague and suggestive. Parker is also killed during the same sequence, his head destroyed by Xenomorph's powerful inner jaw. But several prior versions of Parker's death were conceived, including a horrifying one where after killing Parker, the Xenomorph uses his body as a shield whilst Lambert attempts to incinerate it with her flamethrower. Parker's body allows the Xenomorph to step through the flames unharmed and make short work of Lambert. Both versions of the scene are good, no doubt, but Parker being burnt to a crisp after already having his head smashed out, well, that's just much more unsettling, whilst further demonstrating the Xenomorph's feral intelligence. Number 5. Will Rodman – Dawn of Planet of the Apes The human protagonist of The Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Will Rodman, played by James Franco, a pharmaceutical chemist seeking a cure for Alzheimer's disease who ends up nurturing a young chimp Caesar, played by Andy Serkis. Though he actually survives the events of the first movie, the 10 years later sequel heavily implies that Will was a victim of the simian flu pandemic, given that his abandoned house has a FEMA sign outside suggesting that whoever lived in the house was indeed infected. As disappointing as it was not to receive on-screen closure, Will was originally written to have a definitive on-screen death at the end of the previous movie. In Rise's climax, Will follows Caesar into the Redwood Forest for an emotional farewell, but in the original script, Will also ends up taking a bullet in order to protect Caesar. Nice twist, but one that didn't end up in the final film. Number 4. Ellen Brandt – Iron Man 3 Midway through Iron Man 3, Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark ends up fighting Ellen Brandt, an extremist infected soldier who he is forced to battle without his trusty Iron Man suit. The fight concludes with Stark rigging up a microwave to an exposed gas line, resulting in her being blown up when the microwave pops, fatally catapulting her into a power line. However, the original scripted version of the scene was far more elaborate. Originally, most of the fight actually took place outside of the Tennessee diner rather than inside it and climaxed with Brant's powers getting the better of her. The initial plan was for one of her extremist fireballs to knock down a utility pole which then drops the electric power lines on top of her. It didn't end there though, Tony was then forced to dive into cover whilst the power lines ended up gloriously exploding Brant. Whilst on one hand the final version of the scene focuses on Tony's ability to think quickly, the original version just underlines how much of a danger Extremis is to its own users and how little it would have actually helped wounded soldiers. Also exploding in a fireball is way cooler than getting hitched up on the power lines Looney Tunes style. Number 3 Kimberly and Office Burke Final Destination 3 Kimberly Corman, played by AJ Cook, and Office Thomas Burke, played by Michael Landers, were the sole survivors of Final Destination 2, though sadly they never returned to the franchise in any physical capacity. However, the alternate ending for Final Destination 3, which has since been confirmed as canon by the producers, briefly features a newspaper article which states that Kim and Burke were killed shortly after the events of the second movie, victims of a highly improbable woodchipper accident. But Final Destination 3's original planned ending would have had Kim and Burke return, effectively tying the series up by killing off every surviving main character. The film's ending, in which Wendy, Julie and Kevin are all killed in a train accident, would also have briefly seen Kim and Burke on board the same train, leaving audiences with a final gotcha and clearing the table of any remaining death cheaters. According to producer Craig Perry, however, either AJ Cook or Michael Landers wasn't available to shoot the scene and so this fantastic idea was infuriatingly scrapped. Number 2. Ray Arnold, Jurassic Park This is one of the many memorable death scenes in Jurassic Park. Who can forget the hilariously grisly demise of the park's engineer, Ray Arnold, played by Samuel L. Jackson, who dies off-screen before his severed arm ends up scaring the living bejesus out of all of us? Whilst one can imagine Steven Spielberg calling in all of his favours to get this R-rated death scene in a PG movie, it only came about as a result of logistics. In a recent interview, Samuel L. Jackson confirmed that he had a scripted death scene, saying... I was actually supposed to go to Hawaii to shoot my death scene, but there was a hurricane that destroyed all of the sets, so I didn't get to go. All you see is the residue of my body, my arm. But yeah, I was supposed to be on set. Number one, Laurie Strode, Halloween Resurrection. There's no denying that fans were always going to be upset that the 8th Halloween film began with the death of the franchise heroine, Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode, who after luring Michael Myers into a trap ends up being stabbed by Michael and thrown off a roof. Beyond killing off the series' iconic lead, fans felt that it was a spectacularly lame way to write out Laurie, who not only looked stupid by not immediately confirming the kill, but died by being thrown into some bushes. Curiously, the original film Death was actually a touch more brutal as it saw Laurie thrown onto a hard concrete pavement. Though it's never been confirmed, the fan consensus is that the CGI bushes were added to invite the possibility that Laurie actually survived her fall and could return for another sequel. Given that a direct sequel never actually happened, it made her death seem more limp and unconvincing, while at least the original Concrete Fall had courage to commit to the offing of Laurie for good. Either way, 2018's sequel to the original Halloween jettisoned resurrection from the series' continuity altogether, and fans couldn't have been happier to see it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well?